Yo, 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 it's your boy Max Wheezy. I brought my homie Lando Flo from the 56 on to the barbershops today with me and Dime. And we're going to get into some some real, real topics. We're going to talk to uh, Lando, talk about his music a little bit. And then we're going to jump into some other things like Tiffany Haddish, for example. What is she doing? Had a pretty rough New Year's. We're going to talk about that. And especially since Cat Williams had some things to say about Tiffany, we're going we're gonna to talk about all that. And, of course, LeBron James. Yeah, LeBron called himself the greatest player of all time with his friends, but on camera, though. So we're going to talk about that because I, I think LeBron might have a little bit too much dip on his chip. And then, of course, we're still in the middle of the cover season. We're not going nowhere. It's still cover season series. So for that topic, the question is, when do you know it's time to stop trying? All that and more inside the barbershop. Here we go. Let's rock me at the barbershop. Let's rock me at the barbershop. Stay tuned. Let's rock me at the barbershop. Number nine at the barbershop. Let's rock me at the barbershop. Let's rock me at the barbershop. Stay tuned. All right, all right, all right. It's your boy Max Wheezy, and we're inside the barbershop. I, I usually say. Uh, it's live from the 919, but I have two um, homies from the 336 on. So, I mean, I always do because Katie and, and Don both are like more in the 336 area. Anyway, we we in North Carolina. We, we you know, we're all we're all family. Um, so, yeah, I got my homegirl Dime on this episode as always. Shout out Dime. Say what's up. What's up? What's up, y'all? And uh, in place of KD on this episode, I brought my homeboy Lando, Lando Flo. Say what's up to the people, man. Yo, yo, what's going on? Uh, Lando, you're, you're a pretty big fan of the barbershop, man. I really appreciate your support, dude. Oh, yeah, most definitely, man. I love it. Yeah, well, thanks for uh, hopping on with us uh, today. We all um, exercise our, our creativeness in different ways. And so, Lando, uh, if you for people that don't know, he's... Got some music out. He's been uh, doing that, and I I don't know how long I've known you, man, but I did not know that you were even like, um, you know, in, into like rapping and stuff like that, man. How long have you been been into that? Uh, well, it's been a while. Like me and my sister used to um do it like a couple years ago, um, like two three years ago. Um, we like just record music, you know, for fun, but you know. Back then, it was, like, you know, decent, you know, just, like, playing around. But, you know, like, as time went on, you know, she became a better singer. She's always sang, but, like, now she's, like, really good. Um, you know, I write, so, you know, I rap and then, you know, get with my homeboys. And we just end up throwing something together and kind of been doing it ever since. That's awesome, man. What was it that really, like, for this, for more recently... Um, what was it that really made you want to start recording again? Because I feel like a lot of people sometimes have skills or have things that they do creatively, but for them to actually, you know, put it on paper or to put it, um, to actually produce it, to actually make something that people can listen to. Um, I take for some for a lot of people taking that step is a hard step to take or something that they really never get around to. So what was the thing that really was like? that made you say, yo, I got to really do this. I got I to gotta put music out again. Well, I'm glad you mentioned, you know, like everybody has their, you know, different um, avenue of expression. I'm the type of person, like, I feel like expression is very important. And I feel like a lot of people's individuals, like mental health um, can be affected. Like it can become serious if you don't, um, take advantage of your personal avenue of expression and i feel like everyone's avenue of expression is different uh, like for me personally it's poetry and it's not just you know necessarily writing it but there's different ways that you can express poetry it can be rapping which is obviously you know rhythm and poetry uh it could be dancing you know poetry and motion i think even in some ways depending on your play style basketball can fall under the category because you think of players like magic johnson you know watching him play like it's like art you know poetry and motion so uh, that's my personal you know avenue of expression i just think it's real important to like 
express it and get it out there, get it out, you know, get it out your system. And I feel like, you know, it's different for everybody. Like I mentioned, you know, like for you all, it's, you know, podcasting, you know, you're putting your personal opinions, your personal feelings, you're getting it out, you're putting it out there, you know, for people to hear. And I feel like that's important. I feel like that's, you know, it can be a stress reliever. It can just, you know, be something that you, you know, need to do. And I feel like, you know, a lot of people, you know, don't necessarily take that step and taking advantage of that because they may not know, you know, what exactly their avenue is or, you know, just don't take advantage of it. But I feel like it's something that, you know, some people that might struggle with, you know, with mental health or like constantly stressed. I think that's one of the, you know, basic uh, natural solutions, you know, that they may not uh, take advantage of for whatever reason. But I just feel like that's important. So, so made me do it. So, um, Lando, how do you balance your personal life with your music life? Like, do you have a writing schedule or do you just go with the flow or what? Um, <laughs> it's mostly a go with the flow thing. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like it's best to like just kind of like write and put it out there, you know, when you're feeling it. Um, yeah. Like, or it's based off an experience or something or, you know, just the mood you're in at that time. I feel like those are like the key times where, you know, okay, you need to get get it on paper, get this thought on paper or, you know, get yeah. this idea out there. So this particularly, I think it was the song. So you, you put out like um, three songs you, you recorded with um, you, your friends. Uh, shout out to uh, Eli and Will. Um, but the song uh, Life Goes On. Uh, you So for just a background for, you know, whoever doesn't know, like, you know, it was like a short EP, like a, just a few songs that you were on um, that you recently put out. And that song Life Goes On really like was for me was like an old school feel. And I just thought that was interesting because I feel like, you know, most people are really, you know, everyone has their different styles and stuff. But most people are sort of just like, you know, going with, you know, whatever waves that they that are more popular now. But I I don't know if it was lyrics or just or the the beat or what, but something about that or just your flow. Um, But something about that song kind of took me back a little bit. Uh, so was that y'all's intention or did it just kind of like sound that way? Um, I wouldn't say it was necessarily uh, the intention um, from the jump. Most of the times, you know, we uh, will like, you know, write separately and then um, just seeing how it all meshes together and, you know, make whatever minor adjustments necessary. But um, we always kind of shoot for, you know, kind of an old school vibe I would say because that's when I feel like the music was <laughs> its best personally it's like you gotta kind of handpick out of a big bunch of songs um, nowadays when it comes to like a, a hit record I guess you say but like so we always kind of shoot for like a kind of an old school vibe back when you know music was considered at its best so you know it's 2019 you know what i'm saying everyone's kind of like you know planning out their year so music wise is there anything that you're pinpointing for this year that you're trying to accomplish um that's <laughs> yeah, a good question um, he said, I'm going to just take it one day at a time, and I feel that, okay? <laughs> for the most part, but just um, continuing to progress in general, man. Like, I mean, obviously, everybody out here is room for is room for improvement with everybody, you know what I'm saying? Because, um, obviously, none of us are perfect. Um, none of us can become perfect. Um, we can all strive to be um the closest to that level as we can be so uh do whatever it takes to um progress uh as an individual and seek peace man like 
do whatever it takes to pursue peace. You know, get as much peace in your life as possible. You're not going to have complete peace, um, but do whatever it takes to get as much in your life as possible. Caps to that, man. Mm-hmm. 100. I agree with that. That's, that's awesome, man. All right. So we're going to jump into these topics. Lando, so you ready to uh, ready to get into this? Yes, All sir. Right. Let's rock me at the barbershop. Let's rock me at the barbershop. Stay tuned. Tiffany Haddish had a pretty rough New Year's, to say the least. She was booed during her stand-up comedy show in Miami after messing up the delivery on some of her jokes, and some of the audience actually walked out. Now, she made light of the situation a little bit by joking with the fans that were remaining, asking them to move up towards the front. She even shared a bottle of Ciroc with uh, some of the members of the audience. And later on, she joked that she was just like uh, partying too hard, so lit that she that was really the cause of her... Of her um, slip up there but uh, either way a lot of comedians had Tiffany's back stating essentially that every comedian has a bad set at least once in their career but this does bring to mind these comments that Cat Williams made on a popular Atlanta radio show a few months prior so here are the comments. You only got Tiffany Haddish. She's been doing comedy since she was 16. You can't tell me your favorite Tiffany Haddish joke. Why? Because she ain't done a tour yet. Mm-hmm. She ain't done a special. She has not proven the ability to tell jokes back to back for an hour to nobody. I'm a writer. I only care about what you write. I don't care about what you read. Everybody can read that can read. But people so, like real, I'm, and that's why they that like what her. They, they like they love real oh, because everybody's real. Then so don't trip. No, no, t- they like wherever Tiffany you Haddish at under the sound of my voice. Real. Do you have a real coworker? <laughs> right. Do you have a ratchet friend? Do you have <laughs> right. a sister? Do you have a cousin? Do you have a nephew? Do you have a niece? Is they so ghetto? When did that become marketable? Knock it off. So Lando, in your opinion, is Tiffany Haddish a real comedian? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say. I feel like she 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 might have a ways to go. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll say she's a real comedian, but I feel like uh, there's room for improvement in her career. Um, she's still somewhat of a newbie. You know what I'm saying? She's had a couple movies. I believe she's had um, like two uh, comedy specials, um, but um, not the best, but room for improvement, I'll say. Yeah, in my opinion, I think Tiffany Haddish is... I think that she has a certain brand of funny. And I don't mm-hmm. think that she'll ever be able to escape it. Some some people are funny all around, like no matter what situation you put, put them in. And other people just have a certain brand of funny. Mm-hmm. And that's just their brand. And some people like it, some people don't. Right. Um, a good example is like... Like for me... People might disagree, but for me, Kevin Hart's the same way. Yeah. I think Kevin Hart is really funny. I love his stand-up, um, but I think he only works in certain situations. And, and, and to me, in movies, he always plays the same character every single time. I'll agree with yeah. that. Yeah. All, it's always the same character, always the same type of, like, you know, thing. So I think Tiffany Haddish is sort of, you know, typecast. She's she's she can only be funny in, in that one way i don't think and and you know you can say this is about a lot of different people but uh to me i don't i i know i'm the one that made the question his activity has real comedian i think it's a hard question to to answer but you know the funny thing is when when i first heard the comments from cat williams it was kind of crazy because they sort of they sort of came out of left field um, because I don't remember what what he was doing that radio sh- interview for. Um, he's probably promoting his 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 uh, tour, but it was just weird how he sort of brought up not only Tiffany Haddish, but he mentioned um, L- Lil Ray Howery, who's been in a, a lot of stuff recently. Um, Jared Carmichael, uh, he I think he he mentioned Kevin Hart, so he sort of like called out a lot of these uh, up-and-coming comedians basically saying, you know, they're, yeah, they're, they might be movie stars, but um, particularly, he went, out, he went at Tiffany Haddish and said, 
you know, she's been doing comedy for 16 years, you know, and no one can name their favorite Tiffany Haddish show. Um, mm. you know, so when he said that, I was like, you know what? He has a point. Like, he like so it, it was kind of crazy how like those comments came out, and then you got you have the situation where you know she goes up and she basically bombs, you know, on on stage. It sort of made made you think about you know what Cat Williams had to say. I feel like you know being defined as a comedian is to make people laugh, and that shouldn't be boxed into like one category of comedy because if you're a true comedian you can make different crowds of people laugh and she just and i mean for me to think everything is funny i don't find her entertaining at all like i feel like the only reason that she would probably be entertaining to her audience would be because her jokes are raunchy or over the top and it makes you laugh like oh haha i can't believe she said that and not oh my goodness that was so funny you know like it's just like i wish she would kind of reach beyond her comfort zone and do a different type of comedy and kind of go kind of raise the bar for herself do you think that that the black community um especially like black women do like do you think and i'm down I'm, I'm i'm throwing this back at you do you think that okay. we're, we might be a little bit too protective of her? Because I remember when Cat Williams said that stuff, to me, I was like, oh, wait, he might have a point. But then a lot of people were like, oh, he's just a hater. Like, we need to, we need to stop, you know, um, we need to stop, you know, being against each other. We need to, we need to support, you know, black right. women who are out here doing their stuff. But I'm like, I think he was just, he's just a comedian critiquing another comedian. I don't, I think that... It was some people got too defensive about it and like what do you think i think honestly that you know we get confused with support and critique where you cannot um correct somebody or give them advice without a community feeling like you're picking at them and i understand because in our community it's kind of like we're always being criticized or scrutinized or whatever but what he said was not wrong maybe the maybe the delivery was off but he wasn't wrong i just think that you know we confuse support with um kind of letting people do stuff and not correcting it or not letting or not trying to elevate them to another level that they haven't seen for themselves yet i think that that was like constructive criticism you know more than it was like an attack and i think that's what i think that's what the community took it as was it was an attack when i don't think it was yeah i don't think it was either dime and i think that cat williams if we can compare it to music you're always gonna have those old heads those purists who want you to pay your dues in your creative discipline and community and and comedy is no different so you know the point that Cat Williams was making I believe was more of you know she has she been able or has she shown the ability to write jokes you know write a, write a script um, of a of a comedy movie write you know for stand up so He's saying that, you know, these people, not necessarily with the, with the other examples, because we know Kevin Hart, we know, um, you know, Hannibal Burris, Real Harry, and all the other people he called out. We know them for their stand up, but Tiffany Haddish, we knew her for from movies first. He mentioned School Days, Girls Trip. You know, when have we ever seen her in stand up comedy? You know, before we even knew who she was as a you know, before that. So, so again, being someone older, being someone who Cat Williams, who has paved a lot of roads in his standup. And also he had mentioned other women who he had, uh, given, given opportunities to in standup comedy for him. It's more of a, he's probably thinking, okay, where did this girl come from? You know, has she paid her dues? Has she written her jokes? You know, as a comedian, writing and stand-up is the is the standard by which you build your career, and then you move forward from there. So that might be the point that Cat Williams is trying to make. 
and from and he's just being a creator and he's trying to protect his art and maybe not necessarily attacking Tiffany Haddish. In conclusion, Tiffany Haddish is not funny. She's not funny. That's it. Period. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> you can go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, if you have some dialing, go ahead, man. Well, as far as Cat Williams' comments are concerned, um, I think there was some. I agree with some stuff he said, but I, I disagree with kind of the way he did it. Like <laughs> he had mentioned that. Uh, I mean, he didn't really. He didn't give her. I mean, the slightest bit of credit, like in any sense. And I feel like. As far as criticism goes, uh, you got to at least do that a little bit to start out, uh, you know, before you go in. Even with like her movie role, like he just mentioned that, you know, anybody can read a script. But it's like at the end of the day, like you got to sell the part like you got to you got to make it pop. Like, I don't know if you heard the um, response of her and Kevin Hart on The Breakfast Club, but um the way Kevin Hart like stood up for her, like it was dope like and just how he he brought out like facts because the other half of that interview uh, when Cat Williams is speaking on himself like he had lied about a whole lot like he had mentioned he sold uh, 2.4 million uh, tickets uh, for his comedy show when that's never been done like this never even came close to it like uh, Kevin Hart had mentioned it was Justin Timberlake and Beyonce concert ticket sales combined like nobody's ever done that and so like you hear a lot about that and as far as like tiffany haddish is concerned i mean (laughs) he i just feel like he had to go in the way that he did like i feel like it was a little harsh um but as far as the 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 facts that he mentioned you know necessarily about maybe or not being the funniest and you know just the uh, ratchet cousin everybody has stereotype um it's like in the whole you know type uh type comedian type actor like i, I understand that i definitely do and even as far as kevin hart's concerned um but besides that like <laughs> i just felt like it was unnecessary for him to uh like go in the way he did and kind of bring down somebody that's coming up behind him you know it's like if it's not meant to be for her then you know that's that's how it will play out you know in the future but as far as the actress is, is concerned i don't think she's that bad you know but comedian uh i think she's i think she's okay like when she's like told what to say like with a script but like anytime else it's really it really could use a lot of work yeah i think tiffany haddish is just good at primarily being tiffany haddish she's good at at the character that she's sort of built as like the loud ghetto you know raw person and she uses that as a character that she whether it's really her or whether it's just a character she kind of has for in front of the camera she plays that all the time even in movies so it starts to build this tiffany haddish fatigue which is also funny that kevin hart was backing her because there's been or starting to be some Kevin Hart fatigue because we all know Kevin Hart always, as I said before, Kevin Hart always is, you know, Kevin Hart all the time. We know the type of person that he is, and he always is that character all the time in every movie. And it was funny how the timing of all this because I believe that the time when Kevin Hart was backing up Tiffany Haddish after these comments it was around the time where they both had a movie together coming out night school right so you know they had a movie to promote together and of course Kevin Hart's gonna come to her defense I'm not saying it was just for the promotion of the movie but I'm saying the time it was just really like interesting in, in that aspect but even if you look at that movie I don't know how it did box office wise but I know me personally I was like there's no way I'm seeing that because I'm going to just watch you know an hour and a half of Tiffany Haddish playing Tiffany Haddish and Kevin Hart being Kevin Hart and you can slap characters on these people 
all you want to, but it's just going to be them two being themselves for an hour and a half. And that can be funny. I'm not saying it's not. I'm saying it has the potential to be funny. But again, there's that fatigue that we continue to see Tiffany Haddish and not just her other actors do it too. But with her, you're seeing her do the same things over and over and over again. And while Cat Williams should have definitely checked his facts and checked his sourcing and checked his numbers on a lot of his comments, I don't think the critique from comedian to comedian, I don't think the critique of Tiffany Haddish was that off base. On to sports, it's been a season of many controversial statements from LeBron James, but perhaps his most divisive comments were aired on ESPN's latest episodes of More Than an Athlete. The King did not shy away from saying on camera that he considers himself the greatest player ever. Take a listen to the clip. That one right there made me the greatest player of all time. For so many reasons. I was super, super ecstatic to win one for Cleveland because of the 52-year drought. Like, I was ecstatic. Like, obviously, I showed that, that the first wave of emotion was when y'all, everyone saw me crying. Like, that was all for 52 years. Everything in sports was going on in Cleveland. And then after I stopped, I was like, that one right there made you the greatest player of all time. You know, everybody was just talking how they were the greatest team of all time. Like, they was the greatest team to ever assemble. And for us to come back, you know, the way we came back in that fashion, I was like, you did, you did something special. Max, by calling himself the GOAT, do you think LeBron is correct or does he have too much dip on his chip? Man, all right. <laughs> I think LeBron has way too much dip on his chip. And with all due respect, I think LeBron needs to, to shut up. Uh, so this, this rubbed me the wrong way for so many different reasons. Because, first of all, I'm, I'll just go ahead and, and position myself um, right now by saying that I definitely uh, believe that Michael Jordan is still the greatest player of all time um, for a lot of different reasons. But I'm not going to make this s- too much of a who's the greatest of all time argument, but just just sort of frame it around what he what he said and why I have an issue with it. Uh, so, LeBron, so f- first of all, if I'm Kyrie... Uh, Irving and I'm watching that interview I'm like okay this is exactly why I left because you have a guy that you know he's had a lot of success he's really LeBron James is a great player I'll never you know deny that I'll never say he's not he's definitely on the Mount Rushmore in terms of um, NBA players but you know he's been bailed out on a couple of occasions in his playoff and finals career and for him to sort of encapsulate that moment of beating uh, a, a great Warriors team, 73 and 9, greatest record in NBA history. You know, some people pro- would say, I mean, would argue if that was even really the greatest team to ever assemble, even though they had a great record. But anyway, um, it, it was an accomplishment. But for me, I, it just rubbed me the wrong way the way he made it about himself in that moment. You know, you you won a championship from for Cleveland. That was a great moment. You you um, you know you you came back from from down three games to one and won a won a championship. That's a great moment. But for him to encapsulate that, uh, even though he's talking amongst friends, it's on camera. He knows it's going to be put out. For him to say, I I the first thought I had was, I'm so happy for Cleveland. The second thought I had was, I'm the greatest of all time. Like, bro, do you not, do you not, do you not, like, consider, like, how that series went, you know, Kyrie making the clutch shots, um, your teammates being such a big part of that, that, um, that, that win, you know, the fact that the Warriors had injuries on their side, um, Draymond getting suspended, you know, in critical games. So I feel like with all things considered that the fact that he, you know, made it about himself in that moment. And, you know, greatest of all time being something that people look, look, they, they say people, something that people say about you and not something you should say about yourself. 
and something that is more of a career you know, looking back type of thing rather than saying, okay, this game, this moment makes me the greatest of all time. I just think it was really um, out of place, really selfish, really, really, um, I, I just thought it was a, a horrible, a bad thing to say. And even if he thinks it, I, I just don't think he said it should, should have said it. And because I believe he's not the greatest player of all time, I, again, will say LeBron has too much dip on his ship. <laughs> Oh boy, where do I start? Where do I start? <clears throat> uh well, I think it was I think it was what he achieved um in 2016. Let me start off by saying this again for those that don't know, like Max mentioned, I'm a huge LeBron James fan. Um I personally think he's, you know, uh Obviously, top five, maybe top three, but I'm going to say I didn't agree with his statement. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think he's I don't think he's the uh, greatest of all time. Um, I think you got to uh, give that to Mike strict, strict, strictly because of the Mike has accomplished more um, on the court. Um he hasn't accomplished more than Mike. He hasn't accomplished more than Magic Johnson, Kareem, not at all. However, um, strictly on the court, however, the accomplishment he made in 2016, um, beating a Warrior team, they had the best record in NBA history. I think that's a huge accomplishment. And the, uh, I believe you mentioned Kyrie. Kyrie hit some clutch shots. Draymond was not suspended for games with an S. He was suspended for one game. It was game five, and they had game six and seven um, where the Cavs had came back. Kyrie had some clutch shots um, earlier uh, in his career. I guess you could say Ray Allen has bailed him out before. But if you think back to Jordan, there could be times you could say, and I don't, I don't necessarily, I don't want to call it a bailout, but if you do it based off the same things, Steve Kerr has taken the big shots and bailed Jordan out in parentheses, and Scottie Pimpin has bailed him out in parentheses. I don't consider it a bailout, but if you have to say the same thing about LeBron with Kyrie and his you know, superstar teammates in the future, it's like, okay, well, you can say the same thing here and there, and so it's like as far as like that goes i just feel like it's kind of i mean it's kind of up in the air uh but as far as encore no i don't think he's there yet and he may not ever get there i mean simply because of like championships and obviously he hasn't you know has accomplished as much as um uh jordan Kobe, Kareem, Magic, you know, as far as, you know, stats go and awards. And I mean, you could go based off a lot and kind of like go back and forth for a long time about it. But it's like as far as like majority of things go, it's kind of like up in the air. You can dip into the whole, um, you know, era thing. It's like you can't compare different eras and it's like you can't necessarily call one player the GOAT. Because greatest of all time, when you think of all time, like that's a long time. It's going way back into the past and it's going, you know, years into the future that we haven't seen yet. You know, when you say greatest of all time, like that's all time. So it's like, you know, you can't really say, and no, I don't agree with this statement. It wasn't a very humble statement at all. Um, he shouldn't have said that. <laughs> it wasn't wasn't humbling it wasn't something you know you should say out of consideration for you know your competitors and your teammates it's just yeah that wasn't it that was that's something that other people are to say for you or to say about you it's never something you should say about yourself great legends you know and even players nowadays um you don't hear them saying oh i'm the goat like they don't have to say it. other people will say it for them you know, so and there's enough people, you know, 
saying that about LeBron and having the debate constantly, you know, between him and Jordan and, you know, him and Kobe, him and Durant, you know, it's like enough people saying it for him. So it just wasn't, it wasn't necessary. It wasn't humble, you know, for him to do that. But to me, he's a, a goat, I guess you could say, you know, in another sense um, that I believe gets over, overlooked and it's um, him like on and off the court combined. I don't think anybody has reached his level of fame and has been completely out the news as far as anything off court goes, you know, never been affiliated with um, uh, drug use, never been arrested for anything. Uh, He's had um, his one wife, his high school sweetheart. He's had her since high school, um, married her, been with her ever since then uh, to this day. She was with him from the beginning. Um, He has three kids, they're uh, hooping, you know, he's raising them successfully. It's a very good family man. Um, as far as charity goes, you could go on and on. He opened a school in Akron. Um, so it's like what he's done um, off the court, you can't you can't compare to anybody else at his level. You know, Lando, I think you make a really good point on that. I think LeBron definitely has set the example when it comes to being the greatest on and off the court athlete of um, our generation, for sure, maybe of all time. We definitely saw other examples of that. And there's been a lot of good um, on and off the court examples in sports. But LeBron definitely sets the sets the pace when it comes to that. So I definitely can agree with you there. And um, But I'm surprised, though, like, <laughs> you know, I was – fully expecting you to be uh, Team LeBron and, and to have your uh, support for him in terms of the go conversation, but you know, especially for a younger guy, um, you know, you're, I think you're a couple years younger than me, but like, it's refreshing to hear somebody younger, you know, recognize Magic, Kareem, Jordan. Um, so that's, that's pretty interesting. I didn't think uh, that was going to happen, but yeah, I totally agree. I think LeBron is a great player, but should he have said that about himself in that instance? You know, I don't. We we both agree. Don't think so. I think you just let it be something that other people say about you, and keep it moving. Let's rock me at the barbershop. Let's rock me at the barbershop. Stay tuned. Y'all, we are right in the heart of coming season. And for some people, the process of determining someone's interest can be so confusing. Maybe you're vibing really well in person, but through texts or messages, uh, social media or whatever, it can be inconsistent. Or you're getting great conversation through text, maybe even phone calls as well, but you can't really ever get them to commit to hanging out with you in person. Now, the last thing that anybody wants is to have their time wasted. So my question to y'all is, when do you know it's time to stop trying? Well, I think it depends on the circumstances and exact situation um, between you and that person. However, when I hear the question and the way it's formatted, it makes me think of a dude being kind of thirsty. And I don't and like doing the most uh, to get somebody's attention. And that's never the move, in my opinion, in any case. Um Acting thirsty is never the solution, but that's not to be confused with like being classy, being charming and being consistent, though. Like to me, those are always good qualities uh, to display or being the nice guy. But as far as knowing when to stop altogether, I don't think you can really say. Um, I think it depends on exactly what is said in response to what you're doing and then going from there, because she may say one thing. Um, but at the same time, appreciate your consistency. So knowing when just depends on, for one thing, what your relationship is like between you and that person and uh, what the exact response is um, to what you're doing. And that like determines how you move forward. I just, and I just want to be clear, too. Like I definitely understand where you're coming from, because there are situations where, you know, if you're not if you're trying and it's not being reciprocated um 
it definitely can look thirsty and especially depends on depends on how you do it but i just want to be clear like in this situation it's more of like it's more of you may not be sure what's happening so like it may be that it may be that you're texting um and you maybe they you were having like great conversations over text um you're even phone calls like you're having like great conversations like over call over text whatever but when you're like hey you know do you want to do this this weekend it's like it's always a, a issue it's always a you know you can never take that next step for whatever reason so i'm talking about more of like that like maybe there's like some legitimate feedback or maybe like maybe there is it could be the opposite like they're dope in person but like their texting isn't great but you know like when you see them in person like they're friendly to you you know you have you 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 vibe well um so i'm talking about like more of that but i can definitely see where like <laughs> in some cases if it's not the right if it if it's if it's done the, the wrong way or you're not getting anything you can definitely seem thirsty okay gotcha yeah yeah uh but dying like as i guess from the from the female perspective like when do you think or just like if you just want to like when do you stop trying um i would say like when you get to the point where you feel desperate to talk to them you're needy to talk to them or like you find yourself kind of like not so much obsessing over them but trying to figure out ways to get their attention it's not it shouldn't be um it shouldn't be like their elusiveness should not attract you to chase them. And that goes for girls or guys. I think girls are a little bit different because of the fact that like, and I'm not trying to be stereotypical, but like, and I'm not saying that girls don't play guys because they do, but like girls have to protect themselves from like emotional damage or like getting their feelings hurt, their heart broken for like over multiple and multiple times so it's kind of like some girls can be standoffish and that doesn't mean they're being elusive that might just mean they want to see how serious you are or how much effort you're going to put into so don't cut it off right at the knees if you feel like she's not reciprocating immediately because it may take some time but once you have put in that time to at least try to be their friend and that goes for girls or guys try to get to know them and not give off the vibe that you're immediately looking for a relationship right away and they still are not reciprocating and you're doing most of the effort and you kind of find yourself drained of all your energy and things like that is when you really kind of need to not give up completely but maybe just pull back and wait to see what their interest is in you whether it is there and just kind of waiting in the wings or if it's non-existent is it more of a wait and see though or is it something that you should probably have a conversation about it really just depends because like i like i'm not like i'm not gonna go into detail but i was in a relationship like that where it was like you know i wanted to know like why like things wouldn't get off the ground or i wanted to know like you know why this person was being so elusive or secretive or like didn't have much to say but had so much to say on the phone but then like like if we get together or whatever then it's different or just like alternating forms of like differing energy and it's really just like you know lack of communication skills and it's not like wait and see to see if they change just like wait to see like how interested they are period it's not you shouldn't be waiting to see if they will change for you. You need to be waiting to see if, is this just their personality with everybody? Or is there, is this something that they're doing just with you? And when you figure that out, that's how you need to proceed. Because if they're doing it just with you, you need to cut it off. It's not cute, you know? But if this is something that they have expressed that they are either a bad texter or they're socially awkward or they just get nervous talking to you, then I feel like that's something that can be worked on. But like, as far as having a conversation with somebody who like, isn't showing you that much interest, it's not gonna go anywhere because they're not interested in you. But if they are, they're gonna communicate that like any adult would. And if they can't, you don't need to be pursuing a a relationship with somebody like that anyway, which is something I wish I had learned a long time ago. Lando, I want to go back to your comment about like perseverance, or, or I'm sorry, not pers- perseverance, uh, persistence. What signs do you, could you see, or like, could you maybe explain to the audience that are 
signs that the persistence is working or is positive instead of as opposed to signs that the persistence is like too much um uh well their response to it i mean if you haven't necessarily um put yourself out there yet or even if you have uh, if they say things um it, it indicate um that they appreciate uh, your persistence. I mean, say you just your relationship or friendship or whatever you have that's there um, is like progressing in a sense. Um, then I mean, I would say that means like your consistency is working. If they're still, if their comfortability with you is you know um, going up, or if it's always there and you know they rely heavily on it. Um, maybe when they need some something to talk, someone to talk to, or if they're going through something, and uh, like you know, you're there for them, and that's mostly like what I mean by um, consistency as well. Like not necessarily putting yourself out there and you know saying this, that, and the third, but being there, you know, like striving to be um, the one that's you know there for them, and like showing showing expressing you know your feelings in that way so it so it's like it appears to be as genuine as it is I mean, like through you know actions and uh word like words of encouragement and like you know genuinely and like truly being there and that's how you know like that's how you know you feel genuine too when it's like you just kind of like naturally do that um it's like your natural inclination but um uh as far as uh you know your persistence uh and consistency uh whether it's working or not like i just think it's based off of that like their response to it and like you just, i feel like you have to just pay attention to that and like how they're responding and how they act from you know that point forward Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. I want to ask you both: uh, Have you ever been in a situation where you had to be the person that were, that was like, okay, you need to stop trying? Like, be, like on the other side of it, <laughs> oh what, what was it that you like said or did uh, in that situation? It's like get the person to stop trying. <laughs> How did I know that you were going to ask this dumb question? It's <laughs> not a dumb question. Like, I can't answer this. Okay, no, but like honestly. I'm not even, I'm not even about to lie to you. And Max, like, and also Landon, you know, this is true too. I did this with Chafe. Like, I was like, look, like, it's not gonna work out. I'm just not feeling it. I, you know, I, I can't, I can't do it. Like, it's just not, it's not gonna work. But- Prime example of consistency working See, honestly, on. that's what I was about to say. Like, it's, it was not because like, I didn't like him and it wasn't because like I didn't think he was like the greatest person ever because we were still best friends at that time it was literally because like I don't think I was ready at the time for the like level of seriousness that he was on with the relationship and with him being consistent and not creepy consistent and not thirsty consistent but just like consistent like checking in with me, not being sure that the energy did not change, like not making things weird, but still kind of pulling back to where I was and uncomfortable, it ended up working out. So it's not, it doesn't always have to be a negative thing when you say you're not interested, but if somebody tells you they're not interested, kind of feel their vibe out and try to figure out why they're not interested. And if they're legitimately not interested, don't, don't keep doing it. Like that's, that's gonna ruin everything. Any potential chance of y'all even still being friends or having a cordial relationship, but consistency is key. Dom, I'm really glad you brought up that point and Landon, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna let you continue and uh, answer the question too. But I really believe that, you know, when you're, especially when you're young, 16, 17, 18, just knowing from experience and, and from the experiences of others, um, I think especially when we're younger, but even some people uh, a little bit older as well can get trapped into a mindset of thinking that there's no one out for you. So you sort of labor yourself into being attached to a person that uh, doesn't like you back. And I feel like it's a constant reminder, but it's something that you do have to remind yourself that 
logically and mathematically and just truthfully, whether you believe it or not, um, the odds are actually in your favor. They're actually, if you think about the number of people that are on this planet, you know, that includes single men, single women, um, you know, even if you factor in age range and all those other factors and everything and narrow it down to your options, it still is in your favor no matter what. So I think it's there no matter what the situation is, there's not really an excuse to just, again, be mistreated or, or be bogged down or think you only have one option because truthfully, mathematically, you have a lot of options, thousands of options. There's a lot of people out there, uh, millions of options. There's a lot of people out there, really. So you just really have to keep that in mind. In fact, one of my favorite life quotes is sometimes no just means not right now. So in my experience, I've actually found that when you accept the no or accept the not right now, it actually works out better in your favor because the person that you're pining over that you're trying to get get time with, once they see or understand that you understand how they're feeling and you're, and you're respected there, that they are not feeling you or, or whatever, you know, you actually can develop a friendship. You actually get to spend more time with that person because a lot of times they feel more comfortable because you know, you know what's going on, as opposed to them worrying about you thinking that it's there was something more. Um, they're more comfortable with you. They, you know, you spend more time with them, and eventually people can change their mind. So it works out a lot better if you just uh, know when to stop or know when it's time to to move on, and it really ends up working out a lot better than you think it's gonna work out so Lando has there ever been a time where you have to tell a girl to stop trying I mean not exactly I haven't been in a case where someone is thrown their cells like anywhere towards my direction at all but um <laughs> yeah nah like not no nah, not not in the at least not in like an aggressive fashion or anything like that but I mean I don't I'm not one to like necessarily um like damage like my relationship like within the individuals especially if it's not like if it's not like maybe the only thing in which she desires or like there was like a friendship there beforehand or anything like that like if there's not really any point in like look you need to chill out like and like kind of stopping the whole relationship together or even like you know just like I've, I'm, I mean I've done the whole you need to just be friends thing but I mean I, I would say even the times I did that like I mean it was genuine I was like genuine and like what I wanted like um but I uh appreciate um the point that was brought out like what you said Max uh, about how you know sometimes the no uh, might mean not right now because if you continue to you know progress in your relationship with that individual as an individual like I was saying earlier then like you're I mean you're still getting one of the main things that you know you want it if you were serious anyway and that's like uh you know just progression um with that individual in the friendship you know anyway because that's what i mean they even say like that's what like marriage is you know it's your best friend so it's a relationship like it's a strong friendship it's a close friendship so you know if you still progress in that area you're still getting you know one of the main things that you know you say you supposedly want in you know a relationship or uh, whatever it be regardless you know so and if you don't feel that way then it's like it's not genuine like that's not that's not what you wanted because I mean that's one of the main things I'm not gonna say it's the only but I mean it's one of the main things you know uh, when it comes down to it so 
I think that like that can you know fall under consistency too even after the fact even after might have to say you know like uh you know maybe it should just be you know uh friends at the moment or whatnot but you know that that part of uh consistency i feel like uh is still important still vital and can still you know feel um like an important accomplishment in your relationship with that individual mm-hmm. i know the girls that i have met and talked to about similar situations if like if a girl knows that you're literally just hitting her up because you think she's fine or she's pretty and you're going to try to start something with her it really some like most of the time that's not that's not going to work sometimes direct approach works but other times it really can just kind of make you look a little a little weird and a little too forward but actually getting to know them without all that extra stuff at the beginning really makes makes a big difference and then like another thing that I want to point out is that if you do decide to stop pursuing a relationship with somebody or pursuing just trying to get to know somebody please do not start talking about them like that is like the number one thing that will make you look like a simp whether you're a female or a male like take take that L as in a lesson like okay that person is not for me in silence talk about it with your mama talk about it with the lord but do not start talking trash because that is not it's not cute both on both sides it's just not and it's not gonna help you get no other relationship either yeah showing salt is, is never uh the move no. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah being salty is n- never ever the move and i think that it just like sort of like to wrap things up a bit too i actually think that girls are more forgiving than guys i will say that I think when it comes to this stuff of like trying and stuff like that, I think girls can be a lot more forgiving. I think like if a guy, um, not necessarily like changes personality wise, but I think there are some tweaks or some things that, and some times where you can be like, you know, a guy can, you know, try a girl and she's like, oh no, not right now. I'm not like in that space or whatever. It can be whatever, it can be whatever reason. And then he can he can come back maybe a few months or, or a couple of years later or whatever, and you know things be different and it works out for him. I feel like you hear that all the time, but I don't feel like girls. I think I feel like girls sort of get like one chance, or I may I may, I may be wrong, but I feel like girls are like a bit more forgiving when it comes to to giving guys chances that they maybe didn't want to give before. Well, that's it for this episode of the Barbershop. I want to give another shout out to Lando for hopping on man and, and giving your opinions dude I really appreciate you first of all listening and and, and promoting the show sort of from like sort of from the beginning but man I want to thank you for coming on and, and chatting with us bro most definitely man I really appreciate uh, you guys having me I really enjoyed it and um, like I said earlier um, I think what you guys are doing here is great man it's a you know beautiful expression um, beautiful you know avenue of expression um, that you're taking advantage of and you know getting your opinions and feelings on matters out there Um, I think it's great man I got mad love and respect for it so uh, keep going strong bro and I'd love to come back if it's cool yeah bro you're definitely welcome back hey tell everybody where they can follow you bro if you want to throw your social media out there if you don't it's okay but I just want to give you the opportunity to do it yeah, bro. Um, on Instagram, um, at Lando underscore flow. That's L-A-N-D-O underscore F-L-O. And on Snapchat, uh, at Lando flow, L-A-N-D-O-F-L-O-W. Yeah. Shout out Lando, man. Shout out 336 for, uh, for crashing this episode. Don, thanks for another episode. No problem. You're the real MVP. <laughs> I try. <laughs> all right. Well, all right, y'all. Uh, this has been another episode of The Barbershop. You you guys keep it locked. You know where to come find us. And uh, we'll be back next time. Peace out.
All right, y'all, that's it for this episode of The Barbershop. Keep showing us love. We appreciate it. Go ahead and rate and review this podcast and also share on social media and tell your friends about us. And if you're feeling generous, there's a link in the description to become a monthly subscriber. You can do it for as little as 99 cents and you can support this podcast and help us to grow and to glow. We appreciate all the love. We'll see you next time here at The Barbershop. Stay tuned.